Welcome to the Fire Love Podcast. It's your girl, Dot. And it's your boy, Nate. And we're here to keep love, love lit. lit. All right, y'all already know how we come in. We stand true to how we usually do. And your boy, Nate, the golden ear, the music master, has brought us another track that he wants to share. What you got? Record is called Blank Therapy by K-A-V-A-L-E. He's from Canada. Let's play this drunk real quick. I'm the light, take a leap of faith in this mosh pit. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. Okay, I'm one of one. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. I mean, I'm the only one. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. You get where I'm coming from. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. Bow down. Yeah, yeah. Understand. This can't get too out of hand. What's the plan? Look around this bitch like damn. Here okay. I am. All right. Flex it like okay. a rubber band. What's up? You know what I mean? I was about to keep it going, y'all. Y'all not ready, man. Y'all that was giving ready. me like a Kendrick Lamar yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, definitely giving me that Kendrick Lamar vibes, you know. How you feel, babe? How you feel to the world? I mean, that was giving a very turned up vibe. Okay, okay. Y'all know we got Nayelle laying on me, listening to the podcast. It definitely woke her up. So it's definitely a turned up vibe. And it's summer. We usually give y'all R&B or love. So that was cute. That was real turned up. The sun is out. And where can they find that? They can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, SoundCloud. That's definitely one that you want to play. Ride down the street, head to the pregame. That was a turned up vibe. Definitely a turn up vibe. I'm so here for that. So if you're new to the podcast or true to the podcast, y'all know at the top of every episode, we play a fun games of flames, flicker, or smoke. That's when we rate a topic or a couple. Flames being fire, hot, we love it, we agree. Smoke being absolutely not, no. And flicker being right in between. Now, the hottest topic on the internet right now is Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy, calling her out for her outfit that she wore to the Vegas Usher show. Look, Kiki Palmer's body and glow up since her baby has been incredible. So Kiki went out with her girls to the Vegas Usher concert, and Kiki wore a little sheer, scantily clad, black, see-through outfit. Okay, body was bodying, and cheeks were out. Usher happened to spot her and sing to her, and her baby daddy had the audacity to comment online and say, it's the outfit, you a mom, though. Like, honestly, I thought it was a joke, right? I thought it was a cute little baby daddy hating, because baby daddies be hating when you cute and you ain't with them. But he went on to make it known that he was serious, saying as the man of the house, he wasn't feeling the outfit, and he ain't like that her, you know, her booty cheeks was out. And so, babe, you being a more traditional man, I have not had this conversation with you yet. And I really want to know, what are your thoughts? Because for me, one, bro, don't you got her number? Like, why you didn't call her or text her? To embarrass her online was, like, out of control to me. Second of all, I'm like... Kiki Palmer been been having her body out. Was it that her body was out or was it that Usher was singing to my girl? I don't know, babe. I need you to weigh in on this one. Okay. Um, from a dude perspective, like I think Kiki Palmer kind of looked like the super groupie 
on that video. I, I looked at it. I watched. How did it. she look like a groupie? And she was in the audience. She just looked like a super groupie, like a girl that never seen Usher before. I felt like I felt like it's Kiki Palmer. Like she's a. Superstar so what did she do that was super groupie? Because I want to know. I don't she know. was the in way, the audience, the minding her, her business and. And moving her body. It's and a like concert, babe. It's a concert. Ex- too, she's getting too extremely excited to see. This is hater. This is Usher. hater vibes. First of all, um, anyone who's going to see Usher is going to be excited to see Usher. And, and she had front that. row seats. And she I was respect, very excited. I respect that. If I go to see any artist, I'm bringing out my phone. Man, woman, or he, she. Yeah, if I, I'm going to see an artist, I'm pulling out my phone. When they come to sing to me, exclusively to me, I, I, that's I, a flex. I definitely I definitely understand. But you, you just can't be looking too groupy-ish, dog. Like that, to me, I think she kind of looked like a, too, a groupie more So, than, babe, what would you do because i'm going to the usher concert if usher your sister and her husband went to the usher concert yeah and when he came up your sister brought out her phone was that giving you groupie vibes no it wasn't so why was kiki palmer giving you groupie vibes because the way she was looking the way she was carrying her phone the way she was moving her body she just she didn't look like a she didn't look at that moment from a dude perspective she she need to look like like she been here before she was acting like like she ain't never been here. She was literally acting like a groupie, dog. I'm gonna be real. I 100 percent disagree I feel, with you. I feel like there she was, was acting no like groupie, a groupie vibes. She looked like Usher came to sing to her. She looked very calm. I mean, yeah. we. I, I think, don't think she looked calm. I, yeah, bro. I, I think gonna, we should show you some other clips of other yeah. people when Usher comes to see them. Yeah, nah, that's because cat. Kiki Palmer 100 percent looked like she belonged there. She was very calm. She nah, was very she cool. did not act like she belonged. She was there. very collected. She, like she, she sang never along been here with before. Him. No, <laughs> no, she really did. You have to see him sing to other people who actually are not celebrities and how crazy they go. I she can was expect very chill. that from someone that's not a celebrity. Okay, but we actually have digressed we're not talking about if she looked like a groupie or not do yeah. you agree with what her baby daddy said her baby daddy didn't like her outfit that she had I, on i would agree if the baby daddy didn't know didn't know what that she had that's that what outfit. she was wearing right but i can't agree i would say this is a this is an uh a f- uh a smoke a smoke i would say that's a smoke okay why because the the the, the baby daddy did not knew that she was going out this way. So I mean, we don't know. She said it. She said it. When did she Kiki say? Kiki Bomber said, "Yo, just to let y'all know, like I like I live with this man. Like she, he actually saw me leave." Oh, she said that. Where yes. did she say that? We yes. got to find the clip. We got we to gotta find the clip. clip. She posted on some social media. She said, "Just to let y'all know that my man actually lives with me, she actually... I mean, that was my biggest question. Yes. Yeah, so she said that her man saw her left the house like that. So, I don't know if he saw her leave the house, though, because she lives here in L.A. and the concert is in Vegas. Nah, that's come what on, she said. On, that's fine. that's what she said. So when she said that, I was just like, oh, now it, now it kind of looked like... Damn, dog, homie, you looking crazy now. He's looking crazy you're looking regardless. You're like you're insecure. You're looking because like, he tried you know to I mean? make a situation that could have been private public. Yeah. Because there's no reason for you to put that on the internet and try to embarrass your girlfriend. Especially, Especially when, when she's postpartum yeah, and she's yeah. trying to, you know, she's feeling herself. I don't think, um, I mean, I know that people understand how hard it is for women to really embrace their new body 
postpartum, you know, Kiki Palmer fills out in all the right places, but for us, we're, we're loving it. We don't know if she's loving it. You know, that means clothes aren't fitting anymore. She's having mm-hmm. to buy new clothes. Yeah. Boobs are bigger, butt is bigger. And that's hard thing to embrace. And she's trying to do it with grace and she's trying to do it with class and she's trying to do it with fun. And she's trying to be a mom that still has the duality of also having a social life. And so she's goes, she goes to this concert. She looks great. Yeah. And her man who should have been her biggest supporter in this moment tries to humiliate her. And it, listen, if you don't like what she got on, listen, that's between you and your girl. Right. But why does that need to be our business? I think that that is where he went left. Why did you, why did you go to the gram? Why did you go to Twitter? Why didn't you hit your girl up? Why did you make that our issue? Because now you're looking crazy. We don't know you like that. You've been the silent baby daddy, and now here you are. He probably just needed attention. He, he needed a, attention. A, a clout thing, chaser? No, no, I don't think. I think he was insecure. I think from a dude perspective, looking looking at that video, she, I, I feel him. I feel him. That, I But feel that's him. what I'm saying. I, I, I don't even him. think I it was him. the outfit. I, I think him. it was Usher. I feel him in a, in a certain level. But then again, when Kiki mentioned that, yo, she, he saw me left the crib that way. That's when I was like, "Oh, now this ain't this. This has nothing to do with this the is outfit. all about." So now you looking like you looking like a hater, like you low key looking like a hater. Because keep it a G, if babe, if you would have came, if I saw you left the house like that, and then you having a good time, and I would have looked like, and then I was like, "Nah, it's all good." But if he got too close to it, because Usher it looked like Usher got a little too close. But that's what Usher you know what I mean. Because I, whole, I, I kind of feel like show. you know, but you, I. From, I think they're married. Who? Uh, Kiki Palmer and the baby dad. They're, they're not. not married at all. Maybe I was reading the wrong thing. You know, social media be Babe, they're not fake, married at all. Fake news. Maybe, maybe not. No. But my bad. That's the whole issue. My okay? bad. <laughs> Is he over here talking? Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. He said, as a traditional man, you not traditional, bro. You didn't even marry her and y'all got a kid. You're not traditional. That's what people say. They He's say, not but traditional. I thought she was married to her. Maybe I'm tripping. He's not married, baby. Maybe I gotta look at that. That's into the it issue. More. That's why that's what's making the that's what's making this situation even larger than what it is. It's because you're saying you're a traditional man, but you're not a traditional man. Mm. You got a girl pregnant and y'all still out here shacking up. You're still boyfriend and girlfriend, but you want her to do wifely things. But anyway, so you're saying it's okay. a smoke. I'm saying it's a smoke. Yeah, um, it's a smoke. I really hate that this happened to my girl Kiki. Uh, we've all been very happy that she has found her joy. She has found her man. She has started her family. And it's going to be really difficult to kind of move through this with grace to maneuver around the, the BS. I'm sure she will be able to. I love that she has not addressed this uh, directly. She has done everything indirectly with her I'm a mother shirts now there is a, a post your best I'm a mom outfit on Instagram I love how the moms are coming together and as a new mom um I really respect that women are supporting other women being a person outside of being a mom and as I step into motherhood I see now just the scrutiny that you can get when you still want to be sexy or when you still want to have fun and that doesn't take away from you loving your baby that doesn't take away from the type of mom that you are and I love that we are backing Kiki Palmer and saying you know what you can be all the things and you are all the things so that's that's what we have to say on that but we're here today because we are going to talk about my birth story. Oh, okay. My birth story. Okay. <laughs> Such you, a transition. Are to you make. ready to talk about this? 
you know, do you need a, a glass of wine? Do you need some two time weeks to postpartum to relax your mind? Um, I am finally ready to share my birth story. Um, okay. and it's so funny because listening to other women and them sharing their birth stories, hearing every last birth story was always a lot for me. It was a lot of information to take in. It was a lot of different situations. There was no one, two moms that had the same story. They all were pretty outlandish and kind of wild. There were some that were easy breezy, but for the most part, everyone had a story. So I think I want to start by saying I did all the things, okay? I had the doula. I stayed active during my pregnancy. I ate well. I was positive. I prayed. I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to do. So I assumed because I had all of these formalities in place that my labor and delivery would go smoothly. Now, I say that to then also kind of go against it and say that it's not that it didn't go smoothly. It's that it didn't go as planned. So... The day before I went into labor, Nate and I went to Santa Monica Beach. Yeah. We had no idea I'd be going into labor the next day. Mm. But um, Nate ironically took three days off to just like be with me, which this is wild. Can we talk about this? So what made you take three days off from work to just like, these are the last days, like it's just going to be us. Let's hang out. Like, how did you get to that point? Um, I would like to say that... um I knew that we had a date, due, due date off rip, right? And I wanted to take the opportunity to spend time with you and myself, just like me time, just to clear my mind, clear my head, just to get myself prepared mentally, um, just to pack up my bags, just yep. to make sure that, you know, yo, I'm getting close. So let's let's spend some time together. Let's, let's talk about some things. Let's go over some the do's and don'ts, right? Yeah. Let's go over like, hey, when Nayel gets here, who's going to be here at this time? Like, who's going to be sleeping more? Or who's not going to be <laughs> yeah. sleeping more? So you so, had some final things that yeah, you wanted to Yeah, but overall, I really wanted to spend the time with you. So and we I could, love that you did that. Yeah, so we could just have that moment with each other. Yeah, it was really important and really special when I found out that Nate was like, yo, like I took some additional days off. Like I know that our due date is June 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have the time off. So it was Tuesday, June 20th that we went to Santa Monica. Yeah. I took a book. We bought our speaker. We had our fruits, our veggies, and we just laid out there. No expectations. Um, we just enjoyed the sun. It was a beautiful day. After yeah. we soaked up the sun, we did like a small walk. Um up on the pier, I remember, I was, like, tired. Like, I was big. I was, like, we were stopping a lot, you know, and I was, like, I need to walk. I was drinking my raspberry tea to soften my cervix. I was doing everything. And so we didn't stay at the beach too long, but it was enough to enjoy our day. Yeah. And so we go home, and we rest, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm soaked. Nate is asleep. It's, like, 3 a.m., and I'm kind of soaked. And I'm, like... Hmm. Did I have an accident? Because, you know, they say that your bladder can weaken in pregnancy. Maybe I had an accident and Mm -hmm. I was tired. So Mm -hmm. it's 3 a.m. So I was like, let me just, you know, change myself and I'm going to go back to sleep. Three hours later, I wake up and it was the same thing. And I had this sort of feeling of like, 
this is something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but this is something. And being in um, classes with my doula, with birth ruckus, my plan was, you know, once your water breaks, to labor as long as you can at home. Because I know, now that I've taken classes, once my water breaks, like, I have a, I have hours before active labor even begins. Mm-hmm. But what threw me off is was I wasn't sure if my water was broke or not. So it was 6 a.m. I wake up Nate. I'm like, hey, babe, I think my water broke. He's like, what's going on? I tell him, you know, I was soaked at 3. I'm soaked again. And I'm like, it's early. This is a perfect time for us to run over to the doctor's office for them to confirm if my water broke or not and for us to come back home and for me to labor, for me to call my doula. So that was my plan. Yeah. So we hop in the car. We actually take a shower. We took our time a little bit. Yeah, we took we a shower. Ate we ate. We yeah. kind of cleaned the house. And we're like, okay, we're going to go to the doctor. They're going to confirm or not. We had our bags and stuff in the car. So we go to the doctor, and they were switching shifts. The night shift was rolling over to the day shift. So they also were kind of taking their time. And, you know, we're kind of seeing how the hospital's operating. Um, we hadn't texted or told anyone yet. We didn't want to get anyone excited or, you know, jump the gun. So the doctor comes in and y'all instantly when she checks me she's like yep it's amniotic fluid your water's broke and I look over at Nate and Nate kind of just puts his head on the corner of my hospital chair and it's just like whew here we go right yeah I'm like, whoo. So I think that's when I text my mom I'm like I'm gonna confirm you know hey mom my water broke and This is where I got thrown off immediately. They're like, hey, so because your water broke, we have to admit you into labor and delivery. Because once they find out that your water is broken, you are at risk for infection. And they they don't want to be held liable, so they have to admit you. So already my birth plan is out the window because I plan to labor at home, right? I know I have hours. So I'm like, dang it, Nate, dang it. We're about to be at this hospital all day. So they take their time, they transition us into labor and delivery, and it's exciting. We're like texting our family, we're texting our friends, dots water, it's it's ruptured. So the difference between being broken and being ruptured is ruptured is when you're leaking. So your bag has been punctured, either the baby or whatever. There's a hole in it, water is leaking slowly. Now if your water breaks, it just breaks, that means like... It's time to go. It's go time. So my water was leaking. It was a little trickle. We had time, but we were in the mode of it's go time. So they're like, let's see, you know, if your labor is going to start. Because right now, you know, it could be a spontaneous labor. Let's see in a couple of hours if you start to have contractions. So we're in the hospital. We have a beautiful room. Um, my doula comes. We're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Maybe like four hours. We hit noon nothing's happened. They yeah. have me on the monitor. They're checking the baby. Baby's heart rate's good. My heart rate's good. But the contractions are just not close enough. Yeah. So they're like, we want to start you on Pitocin. And Pitocin is basically when they um, induce you. So they are forcing your body to go into contractions. And because I had taken these classes with my doula, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not interested in that. So they're like, there's something else we could do. So it was a little lighter. It's something called like miso or miso, miso. I I don't know. It was something else. And it was a pill that you take that will soften your cervix. And it usually takes a couple of rounds. Mm -hmm. We did the first round, y'all. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. She's like, it usually takes three or six doses. Do you want to take another dose? I'm like, sure, we'll take another dose. Absolutely nothing happens. So now we've been there eight hours plus the couple of hours we were there. So we're in the evening. 
they're like, we're going to hit you with Pitocin. Mm-hmm. It's time. Because mm-hmm. you've been leaking all day. It's time. They start me on the Pitocin. I go all night, y'all. They're checking me. I'm only two centimeters dilated. I'm taking the contractions all night like a G. No epidural, no nothing. Just like a little... But what's keeping me grounded, what's keeping me excited is that I know I'm about to see this baby. So I've got Nate's sister. We're texting Nate's sister. We're texting Nate's mom. We're texting um, my friend group at this point. Everybody's praying. Everyone's excited. Everyone's like, okay, in a couple hours. Because we know labor takes a minute, right? But we don't know it takes this long. What are you thinking, babe, when I'm going all night with these labor uh, contractions with the Pitocin? I'm me personally. I, I I've been to the hospital several times, y'all. So my wife, like she, this is probably her first time being in the hospital and going through this pain. So the first thing I was thinking, like, I right, cool. I need to be calm, no matter if it's good news or bad news. I need to be calm, period. Um, so this delivery could be successful, and I need to do whatever I need to do to keep you at peace keep your your nerves calm um look into your eyes and let you know everything's gonna be all right um but man um wasn't nervous at all i really wasn't nervous at calm. all. i was so calm and it, like my mom i was even on the phone with my mom and mom was like, you okay i said yeah i'm fine she said everything's gonna be all right god is good god gonna god's gonna lead you to to the, the, the way you know <laughs> call, call my sister spoke text to my sister she said yeah it's gonna be it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine. Because everybody back in their minds is like, oh, this is going to be a breeze, right? Yeah, everyone's like, so, her water's leaking. They got her on the Pitocin. Yeah, Many of her. my friends have been induced. They're mm-hmm. like, this is going to go, this is going to go fine. It's going to go fine, right? So I'm, I'm whole time, I'm just calm, just calm, just trying to keep my mind at peace with everything, listening to what you want, um, paying attention to what the doctor is saying. Like I, like, I always pay attention, but this time, I'm like, I got notes on my phone. I'm, like, paying attention to what the doula is saying at the same time. And then looking at the doctor's eye, I'm giving them the, sh- the serious Nate look. Like, hey, yo, this is business. Like, what, what, what else that needs to be done, right? So I walk out the, I walk out the, the hospital, go get some food real quick, relax my mind. I'm like, yo, this is actually going to happen. Oh, I remember, too. Um, yeah. I was like, go give me some Burger King, dog. Yeah, like, because yeah. this is the, I was like, in the morning, I might be asking for that epidural. Because yeah, yeah. I'm going all night. So they're checking me, and they're like, you're only two centimeters dilated. So we go all Tuesday night. We wake up Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I, not wake up. I haven't slept. Nate woke up. Nate took his little naps. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday morning, I'm just tired. And I'm just like, I don't know how much longer this is going to be. Just give me the epidural. Mm. They give me the epidural. And my plan was never to go against the epidural. I think I told Nate and my doula, like, I'm not against epidural, but I like to go as long as I can without it. And I felt confident in the morning, like, okay, I felt what these contractions felt like. Do I think I could continue going without epidural? Yeah, but why? (laughs) I kept saying, why? Remember, I was like, why would I? Yeah. There's something to alleviate the pain. Let's go for it. So I get the epidural Wednesday morning, and I know that this can either stall my labor or this can help things out, especially because I haven't moved at all. 
So we're going into Wednesday. Now the shift has changed. So now there's new doctors and new nurses. And you know, with different shifts, there are different agendas. And this shift is, they're about their business and they're just ready to get your baby out. I feel like the first shift was very like, let's just see what happens. And the shift that followed was like, yo. So they were coming in, they were checking me. And y'all, every time they checked me, I was so hopeful. I'm like, I'm taking the contractions. I'm staying positive. I'm moving around on the bed to different positions to kind of open things up. I am positive and they are checking me and I haven't dilated past two centimeters and it is breaking my heart because I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel so defeated. I feel like, Hey, like I am being positive. Why isn't this happening? Hey, my water ruptured. Why has this spontaneous labor now turned into an induction that isn't working? I'm like praying. I'm like, I have prayer warriors on the line. At this point, I've contacted the Sequoia sisters. Like, yo, I'm running out of strength. And it wasn't just strength. It was just like faith. Like, I'm running out of faith. Like, I'm the most faithful, positive, happy, you can do it, motivating individual. And at this moment, I am feeling defeated. So they check me again. We're still at like, we're, wait, this is Wednesday turning into Thursday. No, the, yeah, this is still Wednesday turning into to Thursday. And y'all, I have not dilated past two centimeters. My doula has now had to go home and rest. Her backup doula, Gavina, came in and, and um filled in. And now I'm sad. Like, I'm sad. I'm tired. Um, all the joy that I was feeling from the excitement from the, from, from when we came in on Wednesday has died down. Now I'm just like, what do I have to do to get her here safely? I see that on the monitor, baby's heart rate is good. My heart rate is good, but I'm just tired. Like there's no other word to say other than tired. And it, I don't even know if it was physically as it was mentally, because you have to imagine I'm psyching myself out. Like you could do this. It's going to happen. They're going to check you. You're going to go from two to, to seven. You're going to, and everyone was asking me like, what do you need to happen in order for you to keep going? And I was like, I just need like half a centimeter. If they check me and I'm 2.5, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. So yeah. it's Thursday about 7 p.m., y'all. Yeah. At this point, I have a. they check me, and I'm still two, two centimeters. Yeah. I break down. I haven't cried the whole time, not even from the, not even from the contractions. Yeah. I cry when they check me, and I just feel like my body has failed me, and I break down. And Nate comes over to the hospital bed. He's holding me. He's talking to me. My doula kind of backs off and allows him to be my comforter. And what were you feeling in that moment when you saw me just like, like I really broke down? Um, you were, you were, you felt defeated. So I, my job is to uplift your spirit. Um, my, my job is to, to bring you back to, to that comfort zone to, so you could feel comfortable again. So you could have that belief again. And I kept telling you it's a process Everything's going to be all right. And um, I kept rubbing your back and I just pour light until until you're you're you, you didn't believe anymore. I'm going to be real. No, I you, didn't believe you anymore. were. And I, I was saw done. It. Yeah, you were done. And I was just like, hey, listen, I don't know about you, baby, but like I, I'm a I'm a I'm a winner. I like to win. I don't like to lose at all. And everything that I do in life, if I'm doing it 
at 100% and it frustrates me, my wife would tell you, that's one thing about Nate. If he really wants to win and he really wants it to be done, he'll do it. And I really wanted this to happen the right yeah. way and the positive way. You know what I mean? So I kept, I prayed, I rubbed your back. I, I started talking to you. I kissed you on your forehead. And guess what happened? Literally, my water broke, y'all. Like, yeah. I, it just gushed everywhere. I'm yeah. in the middle of crying. Nate's yeah. in the middle of speaking life into me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my water just broke. And so for me, that was like a sign. That was like a light at the end of the tunnel. And like, yeah. even the nurses were very, very positive. They're like, maybe you're about to turn. You're about to transition. Yeah. I started shivering. Yeah. And they're like, we think, we think, we think you're going to be in active labor. And they're checking my contractions. And my contractions just aren't consistent. They're mm -hmm. not close. They're not crazy strong. They yeah. also were uh, having a very hard time reading my contractions because my epidural really wasn't working only but on one side. And they were saying like, oh, you're metabolizing this pretty quickly. So they couldn't really tell. I'm like, they're expecting me to be in here screaming, hollering, and on my knees, and I was pretty fine. So my water broke, and as exciting as it was, it also just put more of a time cap on everything. Because now, as opposed to before, when my water was trickling, I had enough amniotic fluid to keep the baby safe. Mm -hmm. But now the water had broke. It was gone. So mm -hmm. now we're racing against time, because now I'm really prone to infections, and baby is prone to not having any water in there so now decisions are really needing to be made as opposed to just seeing what we're going to do and as much as I wanted things to progress naturally they just weren't and so the dreaded conversation the elephant in the room and one of the nurses just came and she said you know it's time for us to start thinking of other options on how to get baby here. And I'm listening to her, but it's like the yeah. room is like being lifted and put in like a movie. And I'm like, is she really telling me right now that I have to consider a cesarean? Is she really telling me that I have to consider a C-section? How did I go from my water broke, I'm about to deliver to induction to now a C-section? Like, how did we get here? And why did we get here? And what did I do wrong? I kept thinking there was something that I had done wrong. And she's telling me, she's like, we do not offer C-sections like a lot. Like it's only when we think that they are needed. At this point, this induction is being classified as a failed induction. She's like, it's not an emergency. It's really not. You can wait another day and see what happens. But right now, I think the best thing for you to do is to get a C-section because you are good and baby is good. And what we don't want to happen is for this to turn into an emergency because you waited so long and now we've got to go and get baby. So I said, you know, shout out to my doula Marion and um, Andrea Weaver at Birth Ruckus because we practice the BRAMES framework where we just take a moment and we we discuss so we asked the nurse to leave the room and me Nate and my doula we talked we literally like like you have a board of pros and cons and we really talked about it and I love that we talked about it because I didn't feel like I was being rushed or forced into a decision I felt like I still had somewhat of control and we were like, okay, we can wait another day. But if you wait another day and it's the same situation, how are you going to feel? And I was like, I'm going to be even madder. I'm going to be even more pissed because she could have been here. We're like, also, if you wait another day, it's going to turn into an emergency situation. And then that's going to freak us out, okay? That's going to freak us out when it's like you don't have a choice. We're rushing you into an emergency C-section because you've waited so long. 
And I'm like, right now, we still have somewhat of the control. We're choosing this because induction is not working and because we're both healthy and the outcome of this is going to be the most successful. And Nate had a moment. What were you thinking? Because I kind of came to the conclusion before he did. I was like, okay, I'm going to have the C-section. And Nate was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, first of all, I had to try to get you some food. And um, no, you couldn't eat. No, I couldn't eat. So I had to go eat. I went to go get some Chick-fil-A. I'm on my way to get some Chick-fil-A. And then there's a traffic. It's like It had to be around like 6... 6.15, traffic is pretty bad. I got Chick-fil-A. I get a text message, y'all. I kid you not. When I read that text message, I did not want to believe what I, what, what I saw. So I completely ignored the text message. Wait, you message. had to go back. So we had this conversation while you were getting Chick-fil-A. Yes, the nurse came me. to talk yeah, to me yeah. while you were getting Chick-fil-A yeah. about it's time to consider other things. And that's when I contacted you. That's when you text me. You text me. I look at the, I still got the text to this day. I look at the text message. I'm eating, I'm Chick-fil-A. I completely ignore the text. I'm going to be real, babe. I looked at it. I said, yeah, nah, this ain't happening. Nah, nah, there's no way this is happening. I'm on my way. Doc calls me. I'm like, damn, she called me. Hey, babe, what's up? And I'm giving her the calm voice, the calm voice. Hey, what's up? Everything good? Say, yeah, I need you to come home, come um, to the hospital um, ASAP. We need to start talking about C-section. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm on my way. Give me about like 15, 10 minutes, right? Hung up the phone. I was like trying to get there as soon as possible. In my back of my mind, I said, there's no way this is happening. There's no way, no way this is happening. It was was a hard transition because... It just was so left. Like, that's not yeah. how we came. Like, yeah. how we came was like, oh, your water broke. Yeah, Come on yeah. in. You're having this baby tonight. Yeah. And then tonight turned into the next day, and the next day turned into C-section. So I understand that that was, like, shocking to you. Yeah, but I was also pissed off, low-key, because I was like, yo, did the doctor try to talk to you right. and put in some right. words in your mind right. and make you right. feel discouraged and, right. and be like, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, right. just to make you panic and make you, you know, make right. that decision right away. And I yeah, was I like, did, And I was like, you know what, babe, are you making that decision or the yeah. doctor's making that decision? Yeah, I First remember all, when he came yeah. because I had talked about it. I had kind of gone over it with my doula. And my doula, she supports you whatever you decide, which you want to make sure you get a doula that supports you. She's not there to make yeah. the decisions for you. She's yeah. there to help you walk through, you know, the pros and the cons. And she was like, I'm I'm here to support. And mind you, my doula had an unmedicated uh, birth at a birthing center. So she's like, I'm not here to judge at all. Mm-hmm. She was like, let's talk about the pros and cons. And you make the decision and I'm here to support you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had come to that conclusion. And when I was telling Nate, I was, you know, pretty confident. And Nate was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you came around. What made you come around to being like, okay, all right, yes. Um, I had to walk out real quick. Mom, Didn't you call your mom? My mom, <laughs> yeah. my mom was calling me at that time when yeah. we was having a conversation. So I stepped outside and I was talking to my mom. I said, "Mom, a water break," and you know, the, and then my mom said, "Yeah, um, she's gonna have to take the C-section." <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm, Nate's mom is a nurse. Yeah, so she's a nurse. She said, "No, she she needs to." I don't know why they're waiting this long. Yeah. If if, if she was in Miami, part. they would have like, been ago. gave her a C-section. Long, long time ago. And I'm like, all right, because she say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just, you know, God is in control. 
It's going to be okay. Then my dad sent me a, a WhatsApp um, a message. <laughs> Y'all know these Haitians love know? WhatsApp. So she, he, he gave me a positive um, message. And I was like, all right, cool. So I came back in the office, came back in the um, room. And I was like, babe, you really, this is like, I just want to make sure this is what you want, not what the doctors want. Because there's, yeah. a, there's two different things. You don't, want, you don't want to do something that the doctor wants. And then right. later on, you're crying. You're going to depression. You're like, and that's exactly what my doula was saying too. She was like, "Is this a decision that you're going to regret?" Yeah. And for me, as much as a, as much as I felt defeated and a failure in that moment, I still felt like I had the power, and I had to humble myself, y'all. I had to like literally transform my thought process, and I had to say, "The prize is that we are having a baby. The prize is not how she gets here." Yeah. And as moms who want to be super moms, who moms who get the doula moms who read the books you want to have that natural vaginal birth you want the pics of the baby coming out you want to struggle to push and for some reason I had got wrapped up in all of that and I had got wrapped up in the idea of how it would happen and I completely forgot that the blessing was the baby being happy and healthy and me being safe and I said why would I want to jeopardize that because I have this idea of having a vaginal birth and I said okay now is the time dot to transition your mindset and I really had to transition and say I know people who are struggling to have kids I know women who have planned their C-sections who have literally had elective cesareans who said, I don't want to push it out. I want to have them like take the baby out of me. I said, why am I tripping? Because it really was heartbreaking. I mean, to even have this podcast and to share with you all openly and not cry is, is, is news is different for me because it really broke my heart that I didn't bring my baby in by a vaginal delivery but it broke my heart because I had fantasized and romanticized this idea of how she would get here. And in actuality, she came how she wanted to come. And the blessing of it all is that she was perfect. And I was perfect. And my recovery has been a breeze. And she has been a breeze. So cut back to, we let the nurses know it's, it's a green light. It's a green light for the C-section. So I we text the group chats. At this point, we've got to text Nate's mom, his sister, the Sequoia sisters, and my friend group. And we're like, we're going with the C-section. I'm like, I need all prayer warriors on deck. I've never even broken a finger, okay? I've never been in the hospital before. And now I'm having a major surgery. To say that I was petrified, that's not even the word. I was like shaking in my boots like I was so scared and it was so interesting because I saw immediately the sacrifices that mothers are willing to make for their kids I didn't even know this little girl she was a complete stranger and yet alone I was ready and willing to risk my life for her they make it so serious. I mean, it is serious, but from the get-go, they're like, if you need a blood transfusion, are you willing to get a blood transfusion? I'm like, yes. They're like, in the event that you can't make any decisions, is your husband allowed to make the de- I'm like, yo, I'm really about to go and put my life on the line. So we get into 
the, the operating room. Yeah. Um, they don't yeah. let the doula come. Doula has to wait in the waiting room. They don't let Nate come while they set me up. So they're setting me up, and it's just like a movie. Like, they're moving so fast. They're putting me on the table. They're testing the drugs that they have. I felt like the test that they did was too quick. He was like, um, I'm just going to make sure you can't feel anything. Do you feel this? I was like, no. He's like, do you feel that? I was like, no. He's like, all right, we're good to go. I was like, wait, wait, hold on a second. Wait a, wait a sec. Hold on, hold on i told them the table's too little <laughs> it's a black dude he was like uh ma'am we use this table for all our patients no matter the size i said i'm gonna fall off he said i'm gonna make sure you don't fall off and mind you they're at work so they're having just like their regular old conversations i am panicking they put me on some meds like some pain meds the meds are making me sleepy i haven't slept in two days i'm getting frustrated i'm asking the anesthesiologist i'm like is it supposed to make me sleepy he was like yes it's okay you can relax you can fall asleep i'm pissed i'm like no i've waited two days i'm not going to sleep he was like it's okay we'll wake you up I'm mad I'm like no so now I'm on the verge of tears because I'm fighting my sleep but I'm like how dare I get to this moment and I fall asleep so then they bring in Nate I'm squeezing Nate's hands I look him in the eye and I tell him I'm scared what did you think when I when you saw my face and you saw me like really tell you like from the depths of my soul like I'm afraid right now um get back to bringing that light to your spirit bringing that positive energy pour that positive energy um telling you that everything's gonna be okay telling you that we're close to seeing IL. um just talking to you and they say hey babe like it's it's me and you like yeah. I, I don't want you to think you're by yourself right now you're not by yourself so right. let's let's understand let's 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 get this clear out let's 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 have a real understanding right now at this very moment it's me and you. I know you're going through this process right now, but I want you to look at me, look at me, look at, look at my, my eyes. I got you. Are you holding me tight? I'm, t- I'm talking to you. Positive. I say, we're almost there, babe. We're about to see her. Just, just hold on. Just hold on. Don't, don't. You can't give up right now. And we're, that was the right perfect there. thing when he was like, we're yeah. about to see her. I about was to like, see her. Any it minute. was a perfect little push where I was like, I'm about to meet her. I'm about to see her. And so I was telling the lady, I was like, I'm about to throw up, but I couldn't, I was numb from everything, the navel under. And so if you know to throw up, you kind of need your, you need your stomach to contract. So I kept saying, I need to throw up. And I was like, I can't do it. I need to throw up. And the lady, she, there's an anesthesiologist to my left. And then there's a lady there kind of just for moral support. She's also checking the monitor that has your heart rate and your blood pressure. And I'm telling her, I need to throw up. She's so calm. She's like, it's okay, sweetie. You could throw up. She already has, like a little throw up thing on deck mind you i haven't eaten in two hours so whatever i'm throwing up is just i think it was the seaweed uh that i was definitely was it was just a little seaweed that that little green thing came out i was like so i tried the first time it wouldn't happen i was like no i'm definitely about to throw up so i like threw up um i had the shivers and i just knew they was gonna mess me up because i was shaking so bad i kept telling them they should stop and wait till i stop shaking because i kept thinking the incision is gonna be messed up because i'm quivering right now i'm like shivering and so um i don't feel like what's happening but i can feel tugging and i can feel pulling and so the anesthesiologist is this white dude he's kind of young and hip and he's looking over at the procedure and looking back at us kind of giving us updates and he was like she's a about to come out she's almost here and out of nowhere i hear this little and i look at nate because that was not that that little noise was it didn't suffice it was like not enough for me and in this moment i become even more scared and i have a photo and i'm just like is she okay like that wasn't enough 
and we hear another little, "Ah!" and I'm like, okay. I just start praying. I close my eyes. I'm like, God, please get her here safely. Dear Jesus, please get her here safely. I'm praying for the heavens. Next thing we hear a wailing, like, and the anesthesiologist on my left is like, she's here. He's taking pictures for us. The lady who's sitting next um, on the side of us um, for moral support, she's taking photos for us. They lift up the cover. I look at her, and I'm like, oh, I just start crying. I'm like, this is incredible. This is crazy. Yeah. Nate's smiling from ear to ear, and I'm like crying. What were your thoughts when you saw her for the first time? It was, it was. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was surprised. I was. It's like a gift, a, a big gift, right? Super surprised, right? And then I'm looking at my baby. I'm looking at Nayel. I have a video of her when she came out. Yeah. Exactly at the time. I'm looking at. I say, yo. As soon as I seen, her, I say, yo. She looks like she looks like you died. Then I tell you, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, babe, babe, she got your nose. She definitely got your she nose. Had my nose. I'm looking at her from the south. I said, oh, man, she got your nose, babe. She got your nose. This is, this is going to be your twin. So what they don't tell you is when you get a C-section, they're over there like cleaning her up and they're at work. So they're just talking. Yeah. I don't even know what they're talking about, but they're like having their own conversation. Yeah, they were, the doctor was talking about, oh, man, you lucky you had the sh- the, the shield on because the, the blood the, was the, everywhere. Oh, oh now I'm remembering. Saw, they had I blood saw, all I over their the face. I was like, I was looked at, he was like, good, congratulations. But I looked at it and said, yo, thank you, bro. I was like, man, he your job got to be stressful. The but, but I know you love your job. There was a brother in there yeah, and then I was there happy was the main doctor. So was I. So was I. He was like, congratulations, my brother. And I was like, yeah, man, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like talking and cleaning Niall up and weighing her and getting the gunk out. And we're just waiting and waiting. And they finally bring her over to us. And while they're bringing her over to us, they're like sewing me up. And they're just, again, they're chit-chatting. Like our entire life has changed. And they're just like... It's another day. It's another day. Yeah, and they're they got like, another baby. That they, they, another they delivery. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we didn't even tell them how our cesarean kept getting pushed back because the person in front of us, their emergency situation turned into another emergency situation. But we ain't going to backtrack. But yeah, yeah. that is also what added to the anxiety that I had, y'all. So I yeah. was supposed to go in on the 22nd for my cesarean she that was, night. Yeah, Naya was supposed to be born here on the, the uh, 22nd. 22nd. That's true. But apparently the person who went in before me um their situation turned into an emergency situation yeah and the emergency turned into another See, emergency yeah, so yeah. the person was in there a lot longer and they were not supposed to share that information with us because that only made us even more afraid so mm-hmm. it all worked out because nayel has the most perfect birthday 6 23 jordan jordan year yeah yeah 23. So they were telling us, like, happy birthday for for Niel. And she came out, and I just was like, wow. I just felt so blessed. That's her talking, y'all. Hey, y'all hear her? Say hi say on something? the podcast, Mama. You got something to say? No? She's right. just breathing. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, wow. I just was overwhelmed with gratitude because I'm like, how did we make such a perfect baby? She has 10 fingers, 10 toes, two eyes, a nose. I'm like, we didn't do anything special. And that's really where the magic of God comes in. And just the miracle of creating a baby really shows his face because what did we do to deserve her? Like, how did we do this? Like, this is incredible. This is a whole human that's here And that's alive. And so I want to conclude because the next morning, mind y'all, they had me on the most amazing drugs. I I don't remember half of my experience because I was on such amazing pain drugs. But the um, 
what do you call her? The surgeon who delivered my baby, she came in um, early. So Naya was born early, early in the morning on the 23rd. And so she came around maybe like six or seven when her Mm -hmm. shift was ending just to check in. And I could tell she had like cleaned up. She changed her hair and she just came in and she was like, hi, I just want to just want to check on you. And she was like, I just want to let you know, you know, you made the right decision on getting the C-section. She said, if you would have waited another day, it would have still been the same outcome because your pelvic floor is so small. She was not going to be able to come through. And I'm like, really? She was like, yeah, she also hadn't dropped. She was still up very high. So it just kind of like gave me confirmation that when we weighed our pros and our cons, that we made the right decision because it was going to conclude to that either way. And that, I was able to make that decision confidently and not feel bad about it. Um, and then, of course, I shared that same information with my mom. And my mom is like, oh, yeah, they told me that about you. Yeah, that's why I had to have a C-section with you. So whatever it is, it's hereditary. And this was probably going to be my fate regardless. However, we ha- we came to that journey on our own. Our baby's here. And she's perfect. And I want to say to any mom whose birth story goes off the the plan it's okay because we have to remember that we make a plan just for safety but the plan is already ordained by God how it's yeah. going to happen is by God and trust that God is going to do it the way he wants to do it to teach you something yeah. and i feel more empowered ironically that i had a c section than i did probably would have if i had a vaginal birth because i was prepared for a vaginal birth i knew what to do in a vaginal birth um i had no clue was not prepared, didn't look into anything regarding a C-section, yeah. and I still did it. And I did it with bravery. Um, I feel even more courageous. I feel like ain't no stopping me now. Yeah. I feel like I did the ultimate sacrifice to get my baby here. And as much as it was scary and it broke my heart to have to do something other than what was planned, it was a wonderful introduction into motherhood because that is just the start. I have no idea what else is going to go off the plan that we have for our life or off the plan that we have for her life. And we're going to have to make the best decision in a split second in terms of what's going to be the best for her, what's going to be the best in terms for us. So it was just the start. It was a wonderful, beautiful, crazy start to parenthood. And it was the reality of parenthood. And Nate has stressed, it's cute. The pics is cute. The matching outfits is cute. But starting a family, this is real life. This is real. And it's hard. And it's challenging. And you have to do it with the person that you love and respect. Because imagine the recovery of a C-section as opposed to a vaginal birth. I'm not able to bend. The bleeding, the pain, the physical and mental trauma that I had to go through. I mean, I cried every day the first week, babe. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with that? Seeing me just so unstable. Yeah, it's just it's forever. It's it's for it's for like when we when we got down when we walked down the aisle, when I walked down the aisle with you and I told you when they say for better or for worse. Period. Right? That line is so important to remind yourself. Remind me it's for for better or worse, and I was like, "All right, cool, all right, babe, you you, I gotta step up. 
Like I, now I got to give. It's not that I'm not giving you a hundred percent. I'm giving you. I got now. I got to give a hundred twenty-five or a hundred thirty because I got a newborn and I got my wife that needs me, and I got you know she needs me for that first week. I got a who man. I was calm, calm through it all. Very calm. Great. I mean, I think I think I'm very. I'm a type of person and period. No matter the if it's good or bad, my reaction to everything have to be has to be positive. Because when you pour out positive, you get positive back. When you pour out negative, you will get negative back. Yep. Positive attracts positive. Negative attracts negative. So I always was told to be positive when it's raining, when the sun is out, be positive. When you lose your job, be positive. When <laughs> money ain't good, be positive. When you're, you know, you're not confident in yourself, still be positive. Period. And I think it's very important for anyone that's going through this stage to be positive, right? To 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 make sure you and your partner understand that there's a Plan one, plan A, but there's also a plan B. Yeah. So when there's when if we if we have to go to towards plan B, make sure that both of you guys are mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Oh, your partner is mentally men, the the husbands. Shout out to y'all. I know as we gotta we don't we don't show emotions at sometimes we gotta be tough. We gotta be here. We're not supposed to cry. And, you know, it's 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 needed when your wife needs you to be there at that time, at that moment, drop everything that you're doing, literally everything. And at that moment, nothing matters. My mom calling me. Yeah, mom. I'm, not right now. <laughs> Dad calling me. Yeah. Sister, brother. Yeah, I, I holler at you. Yeah, but not right now. Babe, you good? Niel, how you doing? I'm talking to Niel, too, at, at the same time. Like, hey, girl. Hey, girl, you stressing mama out. <laughs> I need you. I need you to to you know let me know what you're trying to do. You know, but I'm calm. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with the decision we made. I'm happy with how things turned out, and I have no regrets at all. At all. How about you? I have no regrets either. And like I said, I I I mean, now that I'm on the other side of it, it it was sad. I was very sad that I didn't have a vaginal birth. I. I was sad. I was so disappointed. I wanted that for myself so terribly. But again, I'm telling you, I got wrapped up in the wrong thing. I got wrapped up in how she would get here as opposed to focusing on her getting here. So again, to any of my mamas out there, have your plan, but don't be so focused and fixated on that, that you get so distraught when the plan is to go a different direction. Because in parenthood... It's going to be so many things that go a different direction. The moment she came and was out, you know, you got to, your baby got to do a hearing test. Like, be prepared and ready for things to go a different way and to still love your baby, be here for your baby, and um, just want and be prepared to do what's best for them and best for you. So that's my birth story, y'all. I wanted, I mean, we shouted them out before. But I definitely want to shout out my doula, Marion, who was an instrumental role. The only people that were present in our birthing room uh, was me, Nate, 
and the doula. She helped me with different positions to get in for comfort during labor. She helped walk me through making the best decisions. She helped check on us. She was an advocate for us. Our nurses wrote our doula's name on the board, and it's true what they say. When you have a doula, the nurses do tend to be a little bit more on their game. They know that there's someone who's in the room who is very familiar with the birthing practices. I felt supported. I was never afraid until they said C-section. And um, with the black maternal death rate being three times higher with black women than white women, you need somebody in the room who's going to stand up for you. Um, One of the ways that my doula stood up and uh, advocated for me was right out the gate. They wanted to put me on Pitocin. And we knew that there was something else that they could do before Pitocin, which Mm -hmm. was the miso, which was the Mm -hmm. pill that Mm -hmm. we ended up doing two rounds. It ended up not working, but that was just on me. That could have been somebody else from Mm -hmm. the get go. Mm -hmm. They were like, let's do Pitocin. Mm -hmm. And my doula was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the nurse that we had was like, there is there is something else. And I remember being like, oh, oh, okay, because y'all want y'all weren't going to say that there was something else y'all could try. Remember, she was like, yeah, there's something else that we can try first. Yeah. So get you a doula and remember that the blessing is the baby and not how they get here. Yep. And so my my little mamas is here and I hope someone gets blessed with this birthing story. I got my warrior scar, which is my little C-section scar, but you can't really see it. They did a great job, by the way. Yeah, you can't see it at all. I mean, maybe in a couple of weeks, you might not be able to see, see it, it at, at all. all. Yeah, because we took the little dressing <laughs> off that real. they put on it and you could see like the. Oh, you yeah. got to take a picture so we can see. The I got a picture. Here. But you need another one so we can see another one. OK, yeah. we could do that tonight. But anyways, thank y'all for listening. Yep. Please let us know if you want to share your birthing story or if our birthing story touched you in any way. And as always, we just here to keep love, love. lit. Fire and love, fire and love, fire and love, men the flame.